0: You're going to sipping and shipping. I'm your host Brian Weinstein. We'll be kicking it here every other Friday, quenching your thirst for an insider's take to enhance your customer experience. So grab your drink of choice, kick back. It's sipping and shipping time. Welcome everybody to another episode of Sippin' and Shipping. I am your host Brian Weinstein, and this week co-hosting with me is not Caitlin Postal. She's going by C Post this week. Caitlin, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well today. Happy to be part of the Caitlin Caitlin episode. C squared, C's up. Let's get it.
0: Nice, nice. And our special guest today, and now you'll understand the confusion and why Caitlin has become C post for the week. We have Caitlin T from our Whiplash Partnerships group, who is going to be known today as CC. What's up, CC?
2: <laughs> Sup, Bry guy. Sup, CC. <laughs> hey, CC. Love the acronyms. Yeah. Nice. D- Brian, do you want to explain why I'm CC? <laughs> yes.
0: I'm sorry. So <laughs> she is our neighbor from the North. And so we ref- I refer to her as Canadian Caitlin. It was just easier. And then that became CC because Canadian Caitlin's a mouthful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And Canadian club whiskey. Great. Yes, great brand. Exactly yeah. So just, right. it, it, it has multiple meanings. Yeah. I like when we finally established that, but yeah. Hey everyone. I'm so excited to be here and talk to some of my favorite folks on the team.
0: So just for, just for everybody out there who is not familiar with CC CC is part of the writer e-commerce by whiplash partnerships group. And honestly, she's been a tremendous asset building relationships. So we wanted to have her come on today to talk a little bit about community and, you know, Caitlin, uh, CC, why don't you tee it up and tell us, give us a little bit of your background.
2: Yeah, oh gosh, I've got a crazy background. Starting at the beginning, I thought I was going to get into journalism. I loved the idea of being uh, you know, a voice of the people and, you know, talking to people face to face and I hated the idea of being stuck in a cubicle. It was like anything but a cubicle. Take take me out of the field. That's where I want to be. Um, and then that translated to finishing my degree and realizing there were not a lot of great paying jobs in journalism and a lot of unpaid internships. And that just didn't vibe with my style uh, as much as I loved the, the craft. And I found my way to a couple, working for a couple entrepreneurs. And then I eventually started working at Apple as well as a specialist. And then I found my way to Shopify in the early days. I started the day that Shopify IPO'd which was a pretty, and it was very unfortunate as a contract worker, not getting some of those good looking share options. Uh, But that's not to say that it did not still skyrocket as a stock and being a part of that rocket ship was such a cool experience for seven years, five different roles. I wore a lot of hats when I got bored of something. I just kind of tried something new on, but everything always centered around partnerships and relationships for me in every, every role I did. Cause that for me, I was like the biggest advocate of our partners internally. They weren't necessarily our primary audience, yep. um, but they were definitely a key and essential part of making Shopify the company it is today.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's, it's, just, it's interesting because Shopify, I, you know, not to it's I'm not calling it the center of the universe, but in the in in e commerce, it has a, a very important role and it touches a lot of the brands. Uh, it, there's just so much that has spawned um from out of that ecosystem so uh, you know you've got all of that the community pointing back that way um so i'm sure you had a lot of exposure to you know not only great brands but great products in all different types of software space
2: oh yeah and it's been yeah it's such a journey and i think it was cool also seeing folks kind of hop on the shopify bandwagon like hosting like an unofficial shopify podcast like kurt elser hosts that and it's had over like over millions of downloads of that. Like, it's it's cool seeing how people, yeah, kind of latch themselves onto it, no matter what industry they were in. I remember, like, one time I started in support at Shopify and I got a, a ticket in, and they're like, oh, I'd like to speak to, like, Harley Finkelstein. I was like, sure, no problem. Let me just message him on Slack and just see if I can, like, get him teed up for you. And my, like, my boss was like, Kaylin, that's, the, like, the president of Shopify. Like, you can't just, like, I was gonna DM say, was like, oh. you mean you didn't have a transfer direct to him button? No, that wasn't on there. It was just such a random, like, I know it was like, like a VR guy. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. It's like, if you don't have Harley's number, you're not getting to him through me.
0: Right. Right.
2: Don't be that girl. Yeah. No, no, no.
0: So you get into, and I, I did not mean to use this as a segue, but I guess I will. Um, You get into Shopify being, uh, obviously it, it's huge. Yeah. Right. And then just like if you're moving into a big city, right. You, you yeah. what you want to do is find a community that works for you. And maybe it's communities. Yeah. Right. And and so so talk a little bit about in you know your experience with building those communities.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Community is such a an an interesting word and concept in general. And like Brian, I love how you kind of stated it as finding your community. I think that's what so many people whether you be, no matter how you're associated to Shopify, like an in, like an internal person, like someone who just started at Shopify, you know, going from onboarding and meeting new people to someone who is a like a small business trying to like get set up to someone who is an agency or tech business trying to integrate or become a part of that mm-hmm. big ecosystem. And it really boils down to being finding, finding the people you you vibe with the most and also finding the like the helpfulness. Like there are people out there in this, in this ecosystem of e-commerce, I feel like an entrepreneurial ism, ism? (laughs) entrepreneurial (laughs) um, endeavors that just genuinely, like they're very proud of their own success and they care about others in the space. And that trickled down even to when I was starting at Shopify and people would take me under their wing. My boss at the time was like, I know you're not going to be in this role for long. I'm excited to see you grow. I'm excited to see you try on new roles and wear new hats. And it was never like a resentment thing for someone to like move on from something and if anything, you then just found your new next community of people and, you know, your new team and people that you chose to be on that team. And I mean, we we were using the word like shop fam in a lot of ways. And they actually kind of asked to kind of push away from that because the concept of family is that you're like you're kind of born into it. But teams are chosen and you yeah. get to pick the people on your team and the people you want to connect yourself with that are that resonate the most with you and Yeah, so community is such an important part of that because with community, you find identity and you find belonging. You feel that support. And yeah, you feel that internally with like the team summits they would do or like in, you know, virtual hangouts or get togethers or Shopify Unite. Um, And you get it externally through, you know, having people feel like they can give you real and solid feedback about the product. And I think that's also where it's become such a pivotal product because of hearing that feedback and taking it
0: and yeah that's a that's a great point i think you know when you're talking about obviously shopify being being such a huge organization but even for an e-commerce brand who might be an, an emerging brand that's just coming up mm-hmm. and right it, it it's important for them to build a community around around their brand right yes. it, it, you know and, and and sort of build i guess call them fans yeah yeah <laughs>
2: Fan followings. Yeah. And it's it's not just the followers you have on your, you know, I think people think that it's like, oh, you know, my community is people often disassociate or associate community and audience. And I think they're two completely different things. You have an audience that you market to. And those are kind of like the branches that you're branching out to and trying to find new people to come to you. But what really makes people feel connected to you is in your roots and is in like, how you get those people to come to to feel that support together, and not just rely on you, but rely on each other, and be able to feel comfortable saying like, oh, like you know, like fans of Glossier, for example. Like I'm a huge Glossier fan, and and I w- I found out about that pro that business because of a friend who was like obsessed with their products, and now I'm one of their biggest fans because they make me feel special. But I also feel special because I can share that with experience with other people and give that referral like share that i'm having a great experience with a great product and not feel like it's inauthentic because i know that it came from an initial authentic place of like uh, this community that they were building of people that genuinely believe and love their products
1: and how do you carry that that genuine when you say genuine it just strikes a chord because we talk about that a lot on the show just that needing that authenticity and people just calling bullshit like how do you bring that to the table and just keep that consistent like what have, what has been your experience in seeing brands and partners just be able to maintain that authenticity
2: yeah it's a it's a tough one because yeah it's it's a great question cp um it's I think it can come from so many different factors. Like it's not like a one, one solve, but I think one thing that we've talked about is like also feeling that connective tissue as a company. So like, you know, I can't speak to like every brands, you know, the way they treat their employees, but like, like being, having your employees feel a part of a community. And again, that chosen team, not a family. It's like, we're here for a similar goal and a similar reason and making sure that your team, that you're actually like, you know, you you employ or that you contract or whoever you were working with them feel connected to your mission and why you're there, they're going to push that out to everyone else. Every interaction they have with your customers with or, you know, as well, like their friends and family. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: I, I agree with that. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because your organization, if you're a brand or a service or, or, or whatever, your, your organization needs to permeate that feeling, right? It, it just has yeah. to be out there. And it, and it does start internally because if you've got mm-hmm. people in your, in your org that don't truly believe in your product or your service it's hard for them to convey that message i mean yeah. I, you know uh not to get all mystic and stuff but like there is an aura <laughs> get that comes mystic out get of mystic people, right I <laughs> mean,
2: full moon <laughs> energy fry guys yeah a
0: hundred percent so so there is that feeling that 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 the organization that the people and when you meet somebody and you're like, hey, I work for for this brand and, you know, we love it there. We have a great time It's some place. Yeah. It sort of excites people to go on to your site and and buy whatever your wares or services are.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. And I think it's interesting because you kind of like helped brands are help are like a label of like that feeling. And it's like, you can't, you can't necessarily, you know, it's an easy way of saying like, oh, like Apple, like, oh, I know that feeling. I know the feeling they give, you know, like when you're there in in experience and you have a broken phone and they're consoling you and they're making sure, you know, it's going to be okay. Like that, that feeling can be labeled by brands and like certain brands invoke certain feelings and it it boils down to the people and how they make you feel. And like one of my favorite quotes is like from Danny Myers and it's like business like life. It's all about how you make people feel. It's that simple and it's also that hard. And he founded Shake Shack and a variety of other restaurants in New York. And his book, Setting the Table, is such a great example of how that hospitality industry can really tie into everything you do in your business. Because it is about that feeling you invoke for your employees, for your customers, for any associates or referral partners with you. And making that that consistent and making sure everyone aligns the same goal. Like at Shopify, we had our mission statement, make commerce better for everyone. And as soon as that kind of was announced internally to the team, I can't tell you like a project brief I didn't see with that kind of at the top of it or like everything was leveling up to that, um, which made it easy. Yeah, it made it easy to do work. So I think that could be, and I'm just thinking about this now, but as a brand, think about what your mission statement is and make sure it aligns to everything you do and your like employees are working towards together and then that that can be felt by your customers.
0: Yeah and I'm going to ask this question actually the two of you like so what are what are mm-hmm. some of your you, you know what are site I guess just examples of of the way brands or services that are out there in, in the universe are kind of harnessing that and, and, and the kind of messages they're putting out and, and helping to build that community.
1: Mm, Putting us on the spot. Um,
2: (laughs) I'm trying to think Uh, of things I buy most frequently. Sorry, CP, if you have, if you have one, go for it. um, I'm trying to
1: think of an instance where I don't know if it was community or more just like closeness of like a stitch fix, right? It's like, you're excited to get this stitch fix. It arrives. Maybe you're a little disappointed, something doesn't fit or something came in the wrong, you know, way that it was supposed to, but they are on it. Like anytime I've communicated with their customer service, it's just like, ins- I'm getting, I'm, it's like as if I'm texting my friend. They're getting back to yeah. me. I'm, they're getting it back on track. They're making sure that I'm I'm getting the product they want. And most importantly, I think it's coming back, right? They want to make sure that I'm next next month or in the next three months, I'm saying, yeah, I'm excited to get my next box. Right. So it's just yeah. like keeping it coming back and just having that yeah. constant communication, like what didn't work this time, what will work next time to just keep it coming back. Uh, I think that's just like the first thing that came to my mind, maybe because I'm constantly like looking for the next fit, but I don't know. I think they <laughs> do a great
2: job. I love that. Like, and that I think subscriptions and membership based businesses can be really great at creating community. Cause there's the consistency there, which sure. is what I think keeps, to your point, like CP like consistent, like as long as you're experiencing, you know, you're getting those things that you keep wanting and you're if something doesn't work, you're getting an answer right away and you're not waiting. Like, I think that's something we in like the 3PL and like the shipment space can totally relate to is like the least hundred like, percent, yeah, the worst experience is if you like don't receive something or it's late or you experience poor customer service, and that's just no fun at all.
1: <laughs>
0: no, and, and you know, the shame of it is sometimes I think is how to get I, 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 I wish you could meet the people behind the scenes even more. So now, you know, obviously with what we do, we get to meet some of sometimes the founders or some of the head, mm-hmm. you know, the leads within the organization. And I, you know, there was a company I met with the other day and they were talking about their clean air and water initiatives that they were going in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they don't, they don't have to bullshit me, right? We're just talking, <laughs> we're, we're, we're sitting, we're sitting in a conference room in a warehouse talking about potentially for fulfillment opportunities down the road and like but they genuinely are part of this and then it makes me say what do i need to do better how can i be better how can we be better as an organization and because and challenge ourselves right and then all now all of a sudden i'm like damn i have to buy from these guys now because i really like them
1: (laughs) the trickle effect and the The authenticity right like you didn't feel like they they believed it and you believed that they believed it yes
0: yes yes because I, th- I, I feel like making, you know, making those fans, right. Making yeah. fans of the community that you're targeting. And then like, yes. like you were yes. saying CC about, about glossier. Right. So now all of a sudden you're like, I'm excited. Like I want to do, I want to order from them. I, you know, and, and then you're, because when you're buying, you, you might go to Amazon. When you're shopping, you go to brands yes. and that experience is just, yeah, that's what you're looking for.
2: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. It's like that boutique versus the, yeah, just big box kind right. of experience. And when you get that boutique experience, you feel a part of something. And I right. love, love what you're saying about feeling passion. Cause when, when people are passionate about something and like, that's also about making sure you're hiring the right people too, and making sure that you're attracting the right customers and that, and right. yeah, it's just a big, big puzzle we're all trying to put together. And
1: yeah,
2: a lot of people are trying, are figuring it out, but I think it's also about keeping, keeping it going and continuing to ask those questions
0: right right yeah. and, and and it's it's interesting too because and I, not to not to kind of poo-poo on on brick and mortar especially the bigger <laughs> the bigger department stores but if you go back like i, I i'm a big fan of marvel's mrs mazel right i don't know if you remember in oh the beginning God, too. right uh-huh. She right so she worked for was it who was it was it gimbals which i don't remember which department store yes. she worked for
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: when when you're in there it's like People go there for the experience. Like it was something you walked in there and you felt kind of glamorous and like, and, and, you know, you don't get that now so much in those bigger, in the bigger retailers, but you can get that from the online stores. And then you can make that personal connection or you feel different or special because they're bringing you in. Right.
2: I couldn't, it's so funny you say that Brian, just because I was recently in an Aritzia and I was thinking to myself, because they're they're notoriously bad for like just like constantly being on you. Like like mm-hmm. oh like oh you have something in your hand. Let me get you a fitting room. Like blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't feel authentic to me. It's never felt authentic. And it's right. they're still very successful because they have, you know, very great high fashion like fashionable clothing but I actually was thinking I was like I wish I had a button that I could put on my chest
1: when I walk (laughs) in this door
2: that says please do not talk to me I'm here just to do my own thing but but not like that's because we've come to that place now right where like you either have someone constantly on you like you can tell they're just looking for their sale like it's not it's not about the experience that's necessarily and I mean that could be different for other people but I agree with you Brian I think we need more of that
1: yeah, yeah. Like the, the efforts seem like self-serving, not really like authentic yeah. or community building. And I feel like the digitally native brands get it because they have to, right? Like if yeah. I go into a store, if I have this Nike shirt on, Nike doesn't, I don't get that from them, right? But if I order my bathing suit from Tomboy X and then I get the, the text message and I'm getting those communications, they want to know how I feel in that bathing suit. Like it's different and they have to do that. They have to create that community yeah. because if they don't, they're just not, it just doesn't they're not, they're not going to make those sales, right? Like no no. one's walking into the internet and just going, putting it in. Like it has to exude, it has to be real and resonate, I think.
2: Yeah. I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. No one's going to, like, I think we, especially now that we're living in this like pandemic, post pandemic, whatever world it is we're living in now, it's like people crave authenticity more now than ever. You know, maybe we weren't thinking about it as much back then, but like we are just kind of living on this like repetitive cycle of like, here's what we do and here's where we go and here's where we work. Um, but now I think people are really starting to question, um, you know, what they're, what they're doing and like why they're doing it. And it's, it's a good, it's good. And people want to feel good about the things that they're, they're doing and buying.
1: Bring on right. the disruption, bring the, disrupt- yes. the disruption. But don't do bring it, it all just down. because that's the way we've always done it, folks. Come on. We know that.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I recently said my, my, my two least favorite expressions is it is what it is. And, <laughs> and, 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 Caitlin, and Caitlin, what you just said, right? I mean, it is just, it don't just do it because that's the way we've always done it. And you, oh. and you have to look for ways to change. But, and I'm, I'll circle back to this and you guys really uh, teed this up well. Um, uh, there you go, man. there you go. Dun,
1: dun. But, but <laughs> My heart is a good pun. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it is, it, it, it has to be authentic because- yeah. you know, it's just not the same. It's not think, the same.
1: Yeah. The authenticity is what makes those big companies, big brands feel small and make you yeah. feel like you're part of something because the feels, all the feels go for the all, feels,
0: all the feels, all the feels. Yeah. Well, I, so is there anything that we didn't cover here about building? Like, I'd love to know more about how brands can do that successfully, but I don't even, that, that could be a whole other episode, I think, right?
2: Oh, it could be. And I think, yeah, walking away from it, maybe like we pointed into a couple points, like how brands yeah. can do it successfully. Make sure like kind of, Brian, I loved how you touched on talking to that brand and they were so passionate about what they did. Mm-hmm. And like whether, I think it needs to trickle from from founder down. So no matter how big your yeah. business is, no matter how big your brand is, it has to be a trickle down effect. And like leadership has to feel, it needs they need to be accessible and also feel like authentic with their teams and again when you and think about how you're going to make your employees feel because they're the ones that are going to be speaking to your customers the most like they're going to be having those authentic touch points beyond even what kind of LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram ads are pulling in for you because that's your big branches out there, kind of putting those feelers out but what your community is really about building is getting into the roots of it and how people are going to feel connected to you Um, and that's through your employees Uh, that's through authentic opportunities like hosting meetups or like or you know parties or or things for your your top customers like making them feel special running awards like there's so many interesting and cool touch points you can do as a brand to make your customers feel a part of something and feel like just as much as you've built your team and your brand you've selected them to be a part of that experience as well because you wouldn't be anywhere without them. Ding, yeah. ding ding that's ding, that's ding, ding. Ding ding
1: ding ding
0: ding. Exactly right. Exactly. And you know what? It, that is important to start early on. Yeah. Because you never know how quickly you catch fire as a brand, as a service, and you continue yes. to grow. And if it's in yeah. place from day one, right, it 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 will it will carry along and grow and scale with you.
2: 110% couldn't have said it better. It's something you have to be thinking about as much as you are your revenue goals because sure. you're not going to hit those goals unless you're thinking about <laughs> the way you show up, not just how you show up, but how you like, yeah, stay connected and committed to your community. That means listening to them too. That's why like roundtables or meetups or like in person activities, now that we can kind of a bit more safely do that, is uh-huh. so important. And having, I think, founders accessible as well, feeling like encouraging founders to feel a part of that experience. Um, I know like Toby at Shopify would always be around at the Unites and people would be like so excited to like get even like a selfie with him because you just had that feeling of like he was building something that he believed in because it was something that solved his initial problem. So you know, there's more people out there that are going to need the services that were being offered. So yeah, I think keeping it rolling from day one, Brian, I like that one.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. All right. Well. This was a great, great episode. I think it was super informative. And Cece, thank you for coming on.
2: Thank you guys for having me.
0: This has been great. Caitlin, you want to walk us out?
2: Sure,
1: sure. Thank you so much, (laughs) Cece. C squared, my other Caitlin. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Tune in next time. Uh, You can catch us on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you, everybody.
0: All right. Peace. Thank you.